Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ron Medega. With me, as always, my co-host, the Mark Stone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. Mike, we have so much to go over today. Last year was, or last week was our one-year year. extravaganza. Which it, seemed like a normal episode. It seemed like a normal episode, but every week's popping. Just, yeah. <laughs> we brought someone else on. We brought somebody else on, a, a, a contrarian to many of our beliefs, but yeah. yet, you know... Um, I thought it was good. It was great to have Ellie. Thanks, Ellie, once again for coming on the show. We talked Michigan-Ohio State. This week, we're going to talk Michigan-Ohio State and the epic, epic clash that it was. A barn burner until the end of the first quarter. And we're going to talk Michigan hoops. We're going to talk college football playoff. Yes. Because now we had some some developments that happened last night. We're going to talk... Contenders and pretenders in the NFL now. We're reaching that playoff season coming up here. And we're going to talk WWE Survivor Series. Lots of great stuff coming your way. Let's just jump right into it, though, Mike. Michigan, Ohio State, the game, the game, the game, the game, the team, the team, the team. Got their ass kicked, kicked, kicked. Once again, Ohio State, big. They lose by 29 to the Buckeyes. Michigan does. Now, this game was weird. I think for the first yeah. like couple drives, it was like, all right, Michigan goes right down the field. But then they score, missed extra point. And I went, all right, well, here we go. Here we go. You know what I mean? Like, can't have nice things. Um, I thought they came out, you know, the first drive. I knew Ohio State was going to score. You know, yeah. it's just you're getting that feeling out process. But then we got the stop, right? Michigan got mm-hmm. the stop. And then they never got to stop the rest of the game, it felt like. So, they did. I mean, legitimately. So, it got to a point, once again, Michigan drops another big game. Harbaugh goes 0-5 against the Buckeyes. Uh, Mike, thoughts on the game? I know neither one of us had Michigan winning this game. I know no. Kyle, the missing whale man over here, uh, thought that Michigan had a chance. Yeah. You know, he thought he, he, did. Was, he, he, was pretty, he was pretty confident going in. I know a lot of Michigan fans, and they do it to you every year. They, it's the same thing the Lions do to me every year. They give you that little bit of hope. They're like, maybe. Yeah. And then they completely go out and crap themselves on national television. Thoughts on the game? Any surprises, really? I mean, we're, we're, we're I don't think people who listen to the show must not think that we're Michigan fans for as much yeah. shit we give Michigan. But in all honesty, we are Michigan fans, but we're also realistic about the expectations, yeah. right? Listen, like, we could be state fans and we'd have nothing to say. Right. About. Well, and, and Michigan State fans, see, I think there's you know two I mean? segments like, of Michigan State fans. There's a there's the Michigan State fan that goes, nope, we're, we're awesome. We're going to yeah. be awesome. And then they're five and six and they go, nope, still awesome. And then there's. And then there's the other side of Michigan. There's a very small subset of Michigan State fans that goes, that's why there was not a lot of back and forth this year for the Michigan-Michigan State game because Michigan State's like, we have no chance. Yeah. We're awful. You know what I mean? So I can appreciate that aspect of it from a fan base. In this case, though, once again, you you weren't favored, clearly. You're even at home. You thought you maybe had a chance, but you didn't do anything different. This is the exact same game as last year. It, it, mm. just, it, it was. I mean, you look back at them, they just beat you by less points this time. It's the same game. Thoughts on the game, Mike? Uh, any shocks? Any surprises? Anything you liked? Um, <laughs> well, it's sad to say that I really liked how Shea Patterson played. Patterson for played about, fine. For about nine-tenths of the game, there mm-hmm. were about three plays you can pinpoint. That was like... I hate that. Yeah. Besides that, though, he was probably the best part of the team. Mm-hmm. And that's shocking because usually he's one of the least consistent players mm-hmm. on the team. Yeah, so for sure. it was, that was the shocking moment. Mm-hmm. But I think the commentators, Gus Johnson in particular, really nailed this down where he said, there's a chance that Michigan could win, but they had to play perfect. Yes. Ohio State right. doesn't have to play perfect to yeah. beat you. Mm-hmm. You literally have to play perfect to beat Ohio mm-hmm. State because mm-hmm. you still have that talent level right, that Ohio don't. State no, does. You don't. And that was the problem is you just 
kicked yourself in the back. First half. I mean, well, over over game should have been tied going into halftime. Game yeah. should have been tied going into halftime, yeah. but you're down by 12. Yeah. You miss the extra point. You fumble in the red zone. Yep. You go offsides on the On the punt, right. That that's, two that's, yeah, two that's two touchdowns. That's two touchdowns. That's a, that's a 14 point swing just there because you didn't get points when you're driving and you fumble. And then you jump off. You finally get them to punt for only the second time in the game and you jump off sides and you yeah. sell out. You're not blocking that punt. It's not happening. Yeah. It's not. It's not. They're too good. They don't make that kind of mistake. So the fact that you completely sell out for that, I mean, I think Joe, I think Joe Clay and Gus both did a great, or uh, who was the, who was the other commentator? It was Gus Johnson, but who was yeah, it? Was, was it Gus Johnson? Yeah. They, I, I think, yeah. They did a great job commentating that game. I really like Joe, Joe Clay on, on, on commentary. I, I love Joe Clay in general. Yeah, I do too, because he's very blunt. Yeah. He's honest, and he's also like... I know he's gotten every once in a while. Everyone's kind of he's like he's kind of a Harbaugh slappy. I don't think he is. I legitimately think he approaches it from like no, let's look at big picture. So I really like his commentary and his analysis when I when I watch football games. Um, but I, I think they nailed the best. He goes the story. The story was Michigan had. You're, you're right. Michigan had to play perfect, yeah. and they have three mistakes you can point to, yeah. especially in the first half where you go that's that's the game yeah. and. Anybody, even the most die-hard Michigan slappy, will say you go down twelve to Ohio State and ain't come, you ain't coming back. Yeah. Even Penn State, they I know they made it a game, but that's because Penn, that's because Ohio State had to fumble three times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's not that big of a shocker that that all of a sudden you go down twelve and then they just go the first play from scrimmage, second half, Dobbins runs for forty yards, yes. and I went click. All right, yeah, well that's just over forty plus yard gains. Right, the first half and at one point you're just like, how how much of this? How much do you put this on Harbaugh? Because I think I have a little bit of a different take than I think some Michigan fans do on this. How much of this is on Harbaugh? This game? See, I don't think it's a lot because I think. Thank you. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Honestly, it's kind of like, and I've thought this the whole year. It's Mm kind of like I think he prepares them enough because you saw like the Mm -hmm. preparation, Mm -hmm. like the first half besides the three plays that we pinpoint to. Yeah. Like, he can't control The game's Shea. tied. The yeah, game is tied. He can't control Shea fumbling. The mm-hmm. plays were there. Mm-hmm. Just Shea fumbles or mm-hmm. someone goes offsides mm-hmm. or the defense lets up a score mm-hmm. on broken coverage. Right. But I can't really pinpoint all of that. Like, Harbaugh doesn't use timeouts wrongly. No. Ohio State was the one using all their timeouts because right. they were set up wrong. Right, exactly. Oh, Michigan didn't use yeah. the whole timeout in the mm-hmm. first half. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are all these pinpoints. All the play Game management, really Harbaugh has no problems. Yeah, right. and that's the big part for the head coach. That's why Matt Patricia gets a lot of heat. Right. Because his game management is not good. Right. When it comes down late in the game, he right. messes up with the timeouts and everything, and that's mm-hmm. what people are hating, and mm-hmm. his defense is awful. Yeah. But, well, don't worry but that's another that. thing. <laughs> um, but the game management part, I think Harbaugh came in with a very good game plan. They right. scored on the first, what, two out of three drives. Mm-hmm. So they went right down the field. They went, right, they down went the field. right down. That's the, that's the thing that kills me, is that the game would have been tied. The yes. game going into halftime, you 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 went right down the field and scored, right? You knew you weren't going to be able to run the ball, right? We knew that going in. You yeah. don't have the power up front. You don't have the running backs no. to make it look that easy, right? And I, I honestly, to the point where it's like, okay, listen, you go into fight with what you got. You know yeah. what I mean? You're an undersized defense. You knew they were going to be able to set the tone running the football, but you had to put an emphasis on it. But then you, you and I think Joe Clapp put it perfectly on, I think it was a crossing route. Um, that they went for like 45 yards on or something mm-hmm. like that, where basically they said, that's not, he's like, they don't, the defensive backs need to know that they are in different levels. And they ran into each other, which brings a guy yeah. wide open on a third down. At one point, Michigan had him on like a third and 11, third and 19. Yeah. And, they, and they they run right up the gut. For, yeah. I'm like, guys, 
There's only so much a coach can do. As a, as a fellow coach myself, obviously not in college, but in general, players play. So there's only so much you put them in the best position to succeed. I can't fault Harbaugh coming in with a game plan to say, all right, we're going to try to prevent the big play. We're going to try to do everything. We're going to try and keep it in the air. We're going to take Chase Young out of the game, which they did. Mm -hmm. So is this game for other teams now, segueing away just for a second, for like a Clemson or an LSU or a Georgia or whoever's going to be in that Final Four, which we're going to hit on in a minute, um, did Michigan provide somewhat of a blueprint, at least offensively, on how to attack Ohio State because they were effective in the first half? Um, yes, and I think Wisconsin's going to use it yeah. to a great advantage. Right. Because I think their biggest problem was Chase Young. Right, absolutely. Went, he, took, went, he took over the game. Yeah, they just went, I don't know how to stop this guy. You can look at Michigan, and it kind of resembles the Lions against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Where, that's, where, that's a great Where Belichick took what the Lions did against the Rams. Went, We're going to do this. this exact thing with Same thing they players. did with the Lions of the Chiefs. The Chiefs yeah. all of a sudden went, we don't know how to beat man coverage. Yeah, So and then it stopped them for four weeks until yeah. they were able to... Right. Figure it out. Figure it out. Right. But Absolutely. This is, people are going to look back to this game in the next three to four weeks and go, okay, Michigan did this here. I think it works on both sides of the ball because I think Ohio State just had a couple big plays. Yeah, that's like, what it was. It's Michigan like, shooting themselves in the foot. Don't get me wrong. Let us let me pause for one second. Ohio State's the better team, clearly. It's yeah. not even close. We said it going in. This is a three-touchdown loss. Easy, right? Write it down. It was over. But back to your point, right, is that – there's a lot of stuff to take away. If you're an other team, how do I beat this monster? Yeah. Okay, Michigan did some good things. I think their script that they had to open the game could not have worked better. I really oh, yeah, do. No. I give them a lot of credit. I give Josh Gaddis a lot of credit. I give Shea Patterson a lot of credit. I thought Shea throwing the ball was their only chance. Yeah. I think Woodson said it at halftime. Like, it's the only chance. you got to throw the ball. Yeah. Just throw it and see what happens and let the chips fall away. Problem is, Don Brown, once again, okay, you stopped crossing her. That's fine. But you, you did. where's the Dr. Blitz guy, though? Yeah. You didn't blitz at all, Dude. and you had everybody drop back into coverage, which I understand because you're snake bit, but, dude. Dobbins had 100 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, there were there were two or three instances oh. on, on second and longs where he would blitz, and it was just like we're just gonna dump it off to this guy because you just yeah. don't have the yeah I know they the men I know it's because just... the times he would blitz is when you call the crossing route mm-hmm. and then it's wide open for 15 yards or whatever. Well, because your corners run into each other. Exactly. It's like, so I mean, there's only so much. I, Ohio State's a juggernaut, right? It's gonna be a hell of a feat. Yeah. Whoever when beats, you look at it though, it's it's really tough, and I really don't like the whole. Oh, Michigan has made a Big Ten because if they're on the other side, they'd have made it every year. They make it the last six years, right? Let's be clear. Like even if they don't make it this year, they made it. They would have made it last year, or I mean, two yeah, last year, yeah, or the year before that, exactly. So let's yeah, I I I hate that where they're like, oh my god, Minnesota has a chance, and Michigan has. If this was really the game, this would happen in the Big Ten championship every year, not at the end of the regular season. Because let's be clear, I know it's always gone Ohio State's way for the most part of the last decade and a half, but if it was the other way, right, Ohio State would be like. Dude, we're the best. We're the second for one of the best teams in the country, but we can't even get in the foot in the final four because yeah, because, because we lose the one. We lose one game every yeah, year. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it's I tough. It's tough. Now, get me wrong. He's got to get the win, no doubt. But let's let's put the brakes here. All right, let's shift now from Michigan and Ohio State. Let's talk uh, the rest of college football here for a second. Here, Mike, I know you are in God, all your glory all. today. Auburn gets the big win in the Iron Bowl uh, against Alabama. Not without some controversy. Right, that last second field goal. Auburn's the fastest field goal team in the history of the league, or in the history of NCAA, clearly. Um, but outside of that, right, uh, you know, th- the game was what it was. 
Bama needed a strong performance to really make the committee go, all right, you're number four. But it was a close game anyway, so if you're a Bama fan out there, you're saying this loss cost you. I don't think the loss cost you. I think if you win by three, it, you're still just as damned because you're not. that's not a strong enough. I think, Mike, you said it last week or two weeks ago, you said it needed to be a dominant performance in order for them to even make the case yeah. that they would have got in. Yes. Oh, well, because you look at teams like Oklahoma who are going to play in their Big 12 championship game because mm-hmm. Alabama doesn't have that championship game they're playing for. Right. That you really needed a top 25, preferably a top 10 win, but it's going to be a top 15 win mm-hmm. that they would have beaten Auburn. Mm-hmm. They really need like that, okay, we beat them 48-0, to zero, pounded them. Right. You know, because Oklahoma has undefeated Baylor that they beat. Mm-hmm. They beat Texas. You go and you beat Texas A&M earlier in the year and all, whatever. You know, you have all these different bigger program wins. Mm-hmm. Plus, the Big 12 is a little better there in the upper tier of the Big 12. Right. Where Oklahoma's sitting there going, listen, what else do you want? Like, we're going to win the Big 12. We're right. going to have all this. And Alabama's, Alabama's going to get in without an SEC championship with one win over Auburn. Right, yeah. And the one team you, you, at home that you were going to play to really get there yeah. was LSU. And, and you, you lost. lost. Right. So, yeah. like, I didn't think there was much. No matter much how of, close it was, you still lost. Yeah, so I didn't think there was much of an argument unless you absolutely destroyed Auburn, mm-hmm. which they lost. So now right. I think they're officially not They're officially out. out. Let's be clear. A two-loss team should, almost, should never get in. Yeah. Unless it's a weird year in college football well, where everybody's might, got two losses. It might be weird. It, it could really be. It could for. get weird. It very well could get very weird here. Um, so right now, as we're looking at it, right, I mean, I don't think the top four changes, right? Ohio State, cool. LSU, Clemson, and Georgia, those are the four going yeah. into championship Saturday. Mike, this the is five and six will change. It'll be Utah and Oklahoma as five, six, seven. Right, Alabama. yeah, right. Well, seven probably. Or even Alabama, lower, seven actually. or eight. eight Penn right. State might be up there. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, you look at it now, right, there's a lot of big matchups coming next weekend, right? You've got Ohio State, Wisconsin, again, a yes. rematch, right? In Indy, you've got Georgia, LSU for the SEC title. The big one. Right. That's going to be the one that kind of shakes things up. I think you've got, who is it, Clemson and Virginia for the yep. ACC championship. And you've got uh, Oklahoma and Baylor, right? Yes. For the Big 12. And then you have Oregon and Utah. Oh, you, for Oregon the Pac-12. and Utah for the Pac 12. Right. So lots of great lots of great matchups, honestly. Honestly. Like, I'm very excited for next Saturday. It's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to go over that next week with you. Um, Going into this, going into next weekend, though, I mean, who who is your top four? Are you. Is there any team that you honestly think, okay, they're, they're on upset alert? Is there a team for you that you go, they need to work out? I don't think that's Clemson. I think Virginia was lucky to get no, there. And no. Clemson's going to beat Clemson by 30. Clemson is unbelievable. Trevor yeah. Lawrence yeah. is <laughs> literally unbelievable. Like So they showed this stat where in his first six games – he had 14 touchdowns and eight picks or something, mm-hmm. and then since that point, and he's since got that 13 North... touchdowns, to he has none, none, right? Now, he no inter- now yeah. it's 16 to none. Yeah, they just right. Blew him yeah, out. exactly. Like literally, like after North Carolina, he went, okay, maybe I should. Play well, that was well, now. that was the note. They were like, he's throwing a lot of interceptions. Everyone's like, see, we told you, like he's not all yeah. that. And then he went, oh, okay, I'm just gonna turn it on. Now. Yeah, let me just playing. turn it on real quick. And now he's <laughs> 16 and zero, and I went, that's amazing. So yeah. I, I see almost no way they lose. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I guess you want to call big upset alert could be Georgia over LSU because mm-hmm. I think that's the closest. Yeah, game matchup. for sure. I mean, it's one and four yeah. right now, really. Um, if you're an Oklahoma or Utah fan, really hoping for your team to get in, you're cheering for LSU as hard as you can. Right. Because if Georgia wins, top four will not change. Because mm-hmm. LSU will probably right. just drop to four. Right, yeah, exactly. Georgia well, that's will be the thing. three yeah, or right. something. Absolutely. And your yeah. top four stays the same. For, for sure, absolutely. So you really need LSU to win. Yeah. I'm, I'm presumably LSU does win. Yeah. But you really need that to win. Yeah. I think next team in would be Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, I think Oklahoma, unfortunately, would jump Utah. I think they will too. I, I here, here's where I'm a little afraid, right? Utah I, I, wins 
their game. Okay. And Oklahoma wins. And they put Utah in? No, and they put Oklahoma in. That's, that's I, what I think they're going to do. Yeah, I'm, I, see, I don't think – see, here's the problem with that, though, is that I'm a little nervous for that because I'm like, is Oklahoma truly better than Utah? Utah's got a top-five defense right now, right? Their defense playing – I mean, their offense, it's, it's okay. But, I mean, their defense is legitimately top-five defense yeah. in the nation right now. And I think that if you look at their resumes, they're very close as far as, like, you know yeah. what I mean, like where they're at. I think – Oklahoma only would get the nod because they're Oklahoma. And that's the part that I have an issue with. I see. I would say you can look at their resumes because Oklahoma has a win against an undefeated Baylor team. Okay. And you right. can you can say that it's yeah. Baylor, yeah. but Baylor was 10-0 and right. when they beat them. Right. And they beat them in Baylor. At Baylor. So, right. like, you're and looking probably, at that. they beat them again, I guess. And if you beat them again, yeah. that's the only team that, like, Baylor mm-hmm. lost to was Oklahoma twice. Mm-hmm. And you're undefeated at that point. Like... Yeah. That's that's a very impressive win where I don't think Utah has that win right. to put them in. Right. However, and I, I do think matchup-wise, if you're presuming that LSU wins and knocks out Georgia, mm-hmm. if Oklahoma gets there, you're looking at LSU-Oklahoma. So you have an offensive shootout mm-hmm. between those two teams. Absolutely. And then you have Clemson-Ohio State, which is your defensive juggernaut game, right. playing for the chance for the national championship game. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's you, something and, that you look at other right. than Utah, who's a defensive team, going against the offensive team. Right. The other side of that is Utah's offense and LSU's defense. Everyone's going to be like, right. I just want to see Joe Burrow versus that top five defense. Right. So I think you have more in, of a, in a matchup in a on perfect, that side. In a perfect world, right, if you if everything goes the Merck Zone's way here. Oh, it didn't. So. I, I know, I know, I know. Your boy Herbert's out there looking from outside. That's his own fault, though. He played like crap against Arizona State. Um, who's your four? Uh, Who's your four? Like, if they win, and you're like, okay, this I'm, I'm content. Like, I'm good. Like, I want to see these four guys. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Okay, those are your because four. I want those matchups. You want those matchups. Okay, yeah. all right. That's not that's not a hard. That's not a you know that's not a bad four by no. any means. I kind of want to see Utah get in there that's, just I mean, that's, because it's like which one of these is not like the other. All right, so you got LSU powerhouse program, yeah. right? Clemson defending national champions. Ohio State, it's Ohio State. And then Utah. <laughs> it's yeah. honestly like the first year where it's like Ohio State, Bama, um, who was the other one? Florida Flor- State. Florida State, and, and then and where it's like or Michigan State. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like none of these, you know, you got three of these where you go, oh yeah, national championship contenders have won national titles in recent memory, and then we got the Big Ten guy. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Now, so. Here's the true question. You probably won't be able to answer this, and I probably will have to. I will answer this question. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Georgia loses, yeah. Utah loses, and Oklahoma loses. They all have two losses. Oh, Who geez. gets it? Oh, boy. Oh, good Lord. Is this when you can go, Alabama sneaks in? No. No. And here, no. <laughs> and here, no it, honestly, I, no, I, I you didn't beat anybody. You that's, didn't beat anybody. I agree. Yeah, but that's where I'm scared. Who did Georgia lose to again? South Carolina. South Carolina, right. See, they all have a bet because they all lost to unranked teams. Yes, I know. Honestly, if you want my honest opinion, I would still think that Oklahoma could get in. Okay. Only because yeah, only because the, it's Oklahoma, number yeah. one, right? Two, I think that it's like, okay, you got Jalen Hurts, you got the story, right, and everything yeah. else, too. It's like, okay, you beat Baylor once, and I also think it matters how they lose, Okay. If if Oklahoma loses by field goal, I was gonna say we let's assume I mean, they all lose by the exact, exact same, same amount. amount. 
I still think Oklahoma sneaks in because I don't I don't think there's any I think Utah has to be perfect like the resume of the sides of the one loss has to be like okay yeah, like you beat we're Oregon in. you beat game. Oregon you're in yeah but if they don't do that it goes see we don't really think you're legit right yeah. like you're in the pack nah, yeah that's what you I know mean. so I think Oklahoma would get the nod. I wouldn't also rule out the fact that Georgia could get in still. No, I agree. I think like I think that Georgia, would be the other. I think one. if they all lost, I, I don't think, think anybody think, moves. Right, and Georgia just kind of yeah. And then Georgia there, goes. Like, all right, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, or I mean, two weeks, two weeks I guess. Well, I guess we'll play Ohio State now and yeah, see what whatever, happens there. Yeah. <laughs> that would be crazy, though. Absolutely crazy. Because I think Bama fans would go, "We have a chance," and everybody goes, "No, you don't. Sit down. Stop it." <laughs> Squirt with a bottle, you know, like a, you know, squirt bottle and like that. Like, stop it. Like, but like, behave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go in the corner. Stop it. I'll see you next year. Like, relax. But there, it, it's gonna be weird though. Honestly, a little bit with Bama not being there. It, know, it, it feels it? weird. Like a good weird, but no, also it's amazing weird. weird. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. I think I saw a tweet out there by Tyler Crosby. Goes, I think uh, Nick Saban's got to like. Take back a whole bunch of rental cars from his players or something. Like that. No, Alabama's been in the championship game the last four years. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Like outside of the Ohio, no, he was there in the Ohio. State. Which one were they not in? Were they been in all of them? Had they been in all five? They 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 didn't win. They weren't in the final though that year. I thought didn't Ohio State beat Oregon? Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah they yeah, beat yeah. Bama. To yeah, get okay, yeah, Ohio yeah. State beat Bama. Yeah, to they were in semifinal. four out of the five. Yeah, and, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been crazy. No, oh, yeah, I know. If Clemson wins, I think that kind of puts Clemson like I think Clemson's in a, already in a rarefied there. air a little bit. Though. I think Clemson's really there right now. Yeah, they're they're. I think they're it. passing Alabama. Like I think Alabama now is kind of like. We we're hanging on, on. We're hanging we're, on. We're trying to hang on to hang it. On. But yep. now all these other teams are coming up. And I think Clemson's like, okay, we're in the weakest division literally ever in college football history. We're just going to shoot up there. Be interested to see who gets fired in the NFL this year. I'd be very interested to see who gets fired in the NFL. All right, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. That's, that's another topic for another time. All right, after the break, we're going to go back to happier times here. But we're going to the hardwood. We're talking Michigan basketball and their ginormous weekend over the Thanksgiving break. Well, then we're going to talk Survivor Series, and then we're going to talk Pretender or Contender in the National Football League. Spoiler alert, Lions are uh, not even relevant. All right, uh, we'll see you after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Guyka. Just reminding you once again that if you have not already contacted my boy Nick DiStefano about all your home realtor needs, I don't know what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. I'm, I'm going to say something. I think I never thought I'd say this before. Pause the podcast. I, I, I lied. I can't, I can't even do I can't even tell you to do that. How could you do that? Listen to part two of episode 53. And then give Nick a call. If you're looking to sell your home, if you're looking to buy a new home, he is the man to call in the Michigan air. The whole state. He will make it work for you. Nick DiStefano, he's starting his own realty team. He helped the mouth of Michigan himself buy his brand new house with that awesome studio that we all know and love. Nick DiStefano, 586-556-0304. Give him a call today. I promise you, you will not regret it. It's the mouth of Michigan guarantee. Now, here's part two of episode 53. And welcome back to part two of episode 53. If you just if you're just get listened through that beautiful ad I just dropped for you guys, be sure to give Nick a call. He is the man. And while you're doing that, while you got Nick on the phone, make sure you're subscribing to our YouTube channel. I'm always right sports podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. We greatly appreciate all of the support. This month, Mike of November mm-hmm. was the biggest month we have had 
in show history this last Ooh, month. So hot doggies. I know, right? We really appreciate it. Let's keep up the momentum. If you know somebody who hasn't started listening to the show, get them on the train now. You can be say you were one of the first ones to get on it. Um, let's just jump right into it now. Michigan hardwood action. The Jawan Howard era is officially oh, begun. Mike us. is, and it's off to a rip roaring good start. Big wins over Iowa State. Big wins over UNC, the number six team in the country. Big win over Gonzaga, the number eight team in the country, all within a short weekend. And they are the bad boys, Malibu Tiki Torches Tiki champions. Torches champ. Yeah, whatever. That tournament that they all do in, in, in Hawaii, or the Bahamas, I mean. Anyway, the point being, Michigan won. Michigan won the whole thing. Unranked Michigan, right? They're 7-0 on the season now. they would be two top ten teams going into it, both UNC and Gonzaga. Heavy Heavy arsenal from behind the three. I mean, their three-point shooting was phenomenal. Thoughts on the beginning of the Jawan Howard era? I don't think you could have asked for a better start if you're a Michigan. Oh fan. no, you really couldn't have. I mean, I, I mean, what are you what are you gonna ask for? I mean, you just you just I think dominated two top ten teams. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, Check it up real quick. Do you see? Has the new rankings dropped yet? For for no, uh, they usually basketball? drop uh, Monday. Morning. Do they drop Monday morning? Because I mean, where do you put Michigan then? I mean, on the list, they just beat two top ten teams in back to back days on a neutral court. Um, I mean, for them, for me, the fact they weren't ranked at all. Where, where, where? I mean, where are you gonna put them? Top five, top ten? Well, they were ranked thirty second going into this. <laughs> okay. Going into the last ranking. So what do you think? I mean, I mean, so I probably put rank? them in the mid teens. Yeah. Because people were like, "Oh, you gotta rank them in the top ten after beating those." But I'm like, I don't. You can't jump twenty spots. <laughs> In, in one ranking, I, unfortunately. I, for those of you who are just listening to the show and you're not watching the YouTube, first off, go subscribe. But after that, you just see Mike's face is just blunt, just like, no. Like, like come on. Math doesn't work that way. Right. Like, <laughs> they will be playing probably number one Louisville, though, on Tuesday, okay. Tuesday the 3rd of yeah. December. Yeah. So if they win that game, that's even another bounce up to right. Absolutely. pop up no, another for sure. high spot. Uh, but I'd probably say about... Uh, 16, 15, 14. Yeah. I think era. they're I mean they're playing they're playing really good basketball right now. Yeah. They really are. They're benefiting from their senior leadership, you know, with like Teske, you know, Simpson, Simpson right? I mean, you have got a couple guys now. I mean, and it here's the thing that's scary, you know, and and obviously we're 7 games into this experiment. But if if they continue if there's no dip Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily like, oh my gosh, we're making this massive jump. Because John Beeline, the best basketball coach Michigan's ever had. But if they don't dip that everybody thought they were going to, right? If they yeah. don't have that drop year or two while they're kind of trying to figure it out. And he is able to continue to recruit the way he has been recruiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, this outlook for Michigan basketball is is bright. Is, it is. Is, is extremely bright. So I think that if you are a fan of Michigan basketball, I think you are you should be extremely excited for for Jawan and for this team because the more success they have, the more credibility it lands Jawan, and it just allows Michigan, who's already hit a five, who's already got that five star forward. I think they got the four star center. The recruiting mm-hmm. is you're already starting to see some of the fruits of that labor and. You got some big players coming up here in the next couple years here where if Juwan can land those, we're in Duke territory yeah. as far as possible recruiting styles there. Um, a question I want to ask you, though, Mike, is what do you think is their ceiling now that you've seen them kind of play a little bit, right? We played good competition, not, you know, you know what I mean, not yeah. FAU or, you know, Appalachian State. Like, you're playing actual competition, mm. you know, blue blood programs. 
they get the win, they get the tournament win. What is their ceiling? We talked about it before, I think, where we were kind of like, they'll be good. They're not yeah. going to be great. Tournament bid, yes. After that, it's a... Well, I think I think their ceiling can be a national championship this year. Yeah. Like, I think they were a very good A lot team. of veteran leadership. A lot, a lot of veteran, of veteran leadership. leadership. Ben I, played big games. I think you can... Um, I don't think there's a team right now. Like, I feel like last year, everyone really thought Duke was mm-hmm. like the... Okay, the so team. Duke's going to win. The team. So who's going to be next right. kind of thing. Right. I don't think there's that team. I honestly thought it was going to be Michigan State. Mm-hmm. was like... Well, be, yeah, that, that's the that, team, that's and everyone team. else has got to be like, well, we got to try. Yeah, we got to like right. try to do something against them. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think they're the team. Um, I don't think there is a team. Yeah. So I think Michigan can compete for like a top five. You yeah, could, you could talk yes. about bubble team. Absolutely, that could possibly be a winner for sure. Um, but I think I think they'll definitely make the tournament. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Um, where they will go, I think they're at least going to make a Sweet 16 run probably this mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. because of the fact that they'll probably get a high seeding from mm-hmm. being, being a high ranking this year yep. and going through like the 13, if they're like a three or four seed, yep. beating those lower tier teams up mm-hmm. until about the Sweet 16. Right. It's probably where I would put them between yeah. that and winning a championship. And that's the thing too. And I think some, I think a couple of me, people made a good point uh, during the broadcast where they said the last couple of years, the best basketball team in, in college has not been the team with the best players necessarily I agree. it's been the best like you look at that uh that villanova team that beat michigan right a lot of senior leadership yeah. on that team right a lot of guys that have been there played in big moments uh last year um th- those that gonzaga team was a very good basketball team you know what i mean those texas tech teams were very good yeah. basketball teams you know what i mean so that's why i thought i think duke lost because they had too many freshmen right and i think two ready, pe- yeah. i think people thought that about michigan state okay cash winston gonna be player of the year you know what i mean they got they got some pieces where you're just gonna go, okay, let's go. You know what I mean? This is one of Izzo's best shots to get another championship. You know what I mean? They've had some injuries, so we don't really know what the Spartans are yet, all yeah. wholeheartedly. They always start out kind of slow out of the gates, and everybody yeah. freaks out, and then they're fine by the end. Um, but I'm just, I'm extremely glad to see Michigan coming out of the blocks as hot as they are. Mm-hmm. Something to monitor, I think, something that happened last year when we talked about this because Michigan went out to such a hot start last year is their offensive efficiency. I really like to see that stay. You know, as maybe not necessarily there. I mean, they're shooting lights out from three right now, but to maintain a certain level of it, because I think last year the biggest problem with Michigan was when you needed a bucket, you didn't know if you were going to get that bucket. You know what I mean? You didn't have that guy. So hopefully, I think that would be a big point of emphasis for me if I was Juwan Howard to say, all right, we can't go seven minutes without a basket. You know what I mean? We can't go these long droughts against good defensive teams like a Michigan State, like a Texas Tech last year, where we just go, I don't know who's going to make it. Everyone just start throwing it up and see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. That can't happen. So extremely excited for them. Congratulations, Juwan Howard and the Michigan basketball team. Um, a surprise, honestly. Yeah, really definitely a surprise that they came out and played as well as they have. Um, I really like seeing Juwan on the sideline, though. He's excited. You can yeah. see him. He's all he's calling out plays. He's doing yeah. all that stuff. It feels like he's another man in the middle of the team. You know what I mean? Kind of just calling stuff out. It's really it's really fun and exciting to it's see. It's I mean, he's done a great job building a staff as well. So Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Be there Tuesday, be squared. Tuesday 7 Louisville. o'clock. There we go. All right, let's jump right in now. Uh, let's talk. Let's go to the squared circle here for a bit. Let's talk Survivor Series, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, first time NXT has been on the show, right? Yeah. They did the triple threats. They did the tri- the five on five on five. Um, NXT getting the overall win yes. of the night, right? Winning the most matches on the card. I think they won the Cruiserweight, the women's. Uh, the triple threat mid card title match, and uh, I think that's it, right? The last and the and the main event, and the main event, which yes. was 
a disaster. Um, but uh, talk to me, Mike. What, what were your thoughts on Survivor Series? Um, it, it was a lot of hype going into the show. There was sure. a lot of hype. Um, I was. I thought the show was good. Nothing better than good. Nothing less than good. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's solid B. That I need to give yeah, it. Uh, B minus. B minus maybe. Yeah. Um, I think the worst part that they had on it was the last like four matches. And not to say that they were bad, yeah. but like if you didn't watch, it didn't matter because mm-hmm. NXT won, and that shouldn't have been. Because you go into that last match, right, mm-hmm. and the score's three two to one, mm-hmm. right. So you look at that and you go, the commentator's like, "Raw's out." So why is Becky even in the match? If, Raw's <laughs> not, if Raw has no chance to win, right? Why is Becky there? Right. And then and then Bailey's just fighting to tie, yep. not even fighting to win. Mm-hmm. She just wants to get the win. To tie for her brand. Mm-hmm. And Shayna's just like, if I win, we win. So I'm just sitting there going, okay, so like, this Raw's one. out, so what's the point? Right. Raw, like, NXT went in as the underdog, so at least tying the main roster, right. you win. That's a win for NXT. Mm-hmm. So now that you're just like, okay, I go into the last match winning, that's all That's all do you we think wanted. That, do you think that they wanted to really get over NXT as a brand? Though? Oh, no, so they, they did. to make it a dominant win. Yeah, like they, they, they made it pretty dominant, but yeah. I wish... The order of if even if you want to go four two one, just make the order different mm-hmm. so that you can go into it the main weird. event. It felt different. You can go into the main event like at least closer to tied, yeah, or like have some sort of tie go on right. where you can go. It's oh, it's three three one, mm-hmm. and then the SmackDown and NXT are fighting to get the win, and mm-hmm. maybe the Raw like can get the upset to tired or whatever. Right, right. But like, Something else. Yeah, you right. just go into it, and you're like, okay, so NXT basically already won mm-hmm. because they were the underdogs going in, so why am I watching? Right. And the match wasn't good itself anyway. Yeah, yeah. and I think I, I, did, I did not agree with the match order itself. No. I didn't think the women should have closed. I know they were trying to get Shayna over big, right? Yeah. and I'm cool with that, but the men's main, the men's, Survivor Series match should have closed the show, yeah. in my opinion. Right, yeah. regardless of quality, that's that's where all your star power is. That's what needed to close the show. Yeah. Um, I thought they did. I thought they did a really nice job. I was surprised that Roddy went over as well as he I did. did right? too. I was. I was. I was genuine. I was like, oh. All right. I think we were watching. We, I was still at your house yeah. at the time. We were watching, but I was like, oh wow, that was like a shocker. Yeah. Like I was not expecting that at all. I was like, all right, AJ's yeah. gonna somehow pull this out. But um, I thought they did a really nice job. I think. It's a tough spot when you have these matches because on paper it sounds awesome, all right? You know, you got all these guys going at it, but then you're like, oh crap, a lot of these guys got to lose now. Yeah. And I don't think WWE's necessarily prepared. I, the only thing I would say, um, I enjoyed the show. I think you're right. I think it was a good show. Not a great show, but it was yeah. good. I think they did a lot of good things, though. I'm they glad did. NXT went over strong, right? I, if I had one criticism, I'd say the men's Survivor Series match, everybody was like gone. Like that, yeah. Like it was like it was like oh crap, we we need to like cut this almost. So yeah. you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. Okay, now let's have a match. And I was like, yeah. you could have done that with the women a lot easier. You had a lot more women in that match where you could go, yeah, you can easily take the like Carmella, you can take a fall. Nikki yeah. Cross, you can take a fall. Like you know what I mean? Where before you got in the cut, okay, you got Oscar and Charlotte, and then well, you yeah, got, that's what I mean. You I, know think, what I mean, I like, think the the end, the last three matches mm-hmm. really just went. Uh, the show just kind of went downhill really yeah. quickly. Yeah, right. And not even just... I just look at it, I'm like, I'm glad that they brought the scoreboard out, but when mm-hmm. NXT jumps out to three zero zero, you just go, okay, so NXT won. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why, I don't even have to keep watching. NXT won. Yeah. I also... There's also the two points I would say is... Because if you're building towards Roman at the end, going to Mania against The Fiend, yeah. right? Roman should have been the last thing we saw before you cut the black. Two, I would say that Becky... Getting some heat back on Shayna at the end of that Felt match weird. made no sense. Didn't yeah. need it. Didn't need it. He, Becky didn't lose. 
Yeah. Did, didn't get beat. So if if you wanted Shayna to go uh, to win, cool, yeah. fine with that. I didn't actually have a problem with any three of the women winning. Honestly, I didn't really no, have I a problem. That's, I was like, that's what I mean. I yeah. never said there. I don't care because yeah, I'm like, I'm honestly, they're all dominant in their own different way. So cool. But with Shayna winning, cool. No, that's fine. But then it was should have been Shayna's moment then. Yeah. Not Shayna wins, but oh, Becky's still standing on top. Then that's not what it should have been. It's not Becky is made. Yeah. You don't need to keep her strong. She's already as strong as she's going to get. Yeah. There ain't getting any higher. If anything, she's flaming out now because you don't have anybody ready for her to fight. But that's not on Becky, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So getting her, trying to get some of that back, we're like, oh, she's still the man, blah, blah, blah. Like, Stone Cold, if he lost The Rock, didn't immediately get up and then Stone Cold The Rock, or, yeah. you know, stun The Rock. Ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I didn't feel that was necessary. If you wanted to leave the lasting mark, because Shayna Baszler is a force, and whenever she loses the NXT Women's title and comes to the main roster, she's going to dominate. Cool. But that should have been it then. Not, not oh, well, Becky still, you, you didn't beat me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, like why? 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 Why yeah. you do that for no reason? Best match of the night for you? Uh, <laughs> uh probably, um, um, the NXT title match. Yeah, probably. I really enjoyed it. I really I, enjoyed there it. Was nothing else. I was like, oh, that yeah. Was, I really was enjoyed it fine. actually. I thought I thought Cole and Dunn really work really really well together. Yeah. I was really I was, I was really only happy mad because I don't. I hate going into shows going, okay, so no titles are going to change. Yeah. And NXT won right off the bat. Yeah. So, like... There was a lot of just watching just to watch it, not yeah. for, like, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. yeah and right. So, I, I yeah. get, like, There's any stakes of that. involved. Why am I watching? Yeah. Right. I get that. This show had no stakes at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Like... So it was, was all about it was all about dream matchups. Is all it was. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh man, let's see the U.S. champion versus the Intercontinental, or let's yeah. see all the tag champs go at it, whatever, like that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good show. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah, it right? was just, I hope WWE though we continue this momentum going into Royal Rumble season. This is where we think, see things start to start ramp up a little bit. Real quick before we switch to contenders and pretenders, thoughts on Seth Rollins kind of going '97 Bret Hart with it and trying to be like, I'm a bad guy, but I'm not going to wrestle like a bad guy. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm a bad guy. I'm just a bad guy because you don't like. Me I don't anymore. think I don't think they have any idea what they're doing with Rollins right yeah. now. To be honest, like yeah. they're kind of just like. We can't put you in this picture. We can't put you in here. We can't put you there. So we're just gonna just sit you down for a second. Yeah. And now this is like his thing. I think I think it's, he's I think he's gonna I think this is gonna really give him a jump because I think he's starting to feel stale. And I like the fact that they're going with like the I'm gonna still wrestle like a good guy. I'm still gonna be a good guy. I'm gonna do everything the same, but you're gonna boo me. It's very '97. Oh, Bret no, Hart, where Brett goes, you guys cheer the cheer the bad guy. Like you're cheering Kevin Owens. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm fighting for Raw. I'm trying to be like the guy, and you guys are booing me. I'm here every week. You know what I mean? But you guys are happy when I lose the title, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting to see kind of this transformation that's happening, all fan-driven. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's. I'm just interested to see kind of where they go. I really hope they don't do Lesnar and him again. No, no, I don't think they will. No, I don't think they will. I really don't. I don't. Honestly, if I was, if I was building anybody, I'd build... Several people before him. Shut up. Don't say it. I'm just saying. That's stupid. (laughs) Also, one more quick thing, too, on Raw the next night. Why is Rey Mysterio United States champion? Um, Is it just because they had a live event in Mexico last night? Did they? Yeah. That's probably why. (laughs) (laughs) I was so annoyed. I mean, you could have had him as Universal or WWE champion after Survivor Series, so you could take what you want. It's either one of the two. You know, Stupid. they could just give him the tag titles with Dominic. All right, moving on. Okay, that was, well, that was a rough go. It's like, it's so weird. It's so stupid. Fatal 4-Way going into the title. It's just 
Yeah. Stupid. Stupid, stupid. Anyway, let's let's move on here. All right, let's go to the NFL now. Contenders and pretenders. We we like to do this every once in a while, but we kind of talked we talked about the early beginning of the season. We kind of evaluated all the all the divisions and said, "All right, who's your favorite?" You know, obviously the Lions going in were the favorites to win the Super Bowl, clearly. Um maybe yours. <laughs> who's every, every year um until week 6. Uh, <laughs> um but in all honesty, right, we go through, we, we, we delve into what each team has kind of done, where, where we stood, right? I remember we were all really high on the Jets, as everybody was, really. On paper, they look great, and they've been poop. Um, yeah. But there's other teams, right, it. that have kind of surprised us. So, like the Buffalo Bills, big win on Thanksgiving, um, beat, taking the Cowboys to Poundtown. Um, but let's talk, let's talk about it here. Mike, let's go through who's in the, who's currently you know in that you know who's went who's in the playoffs who's in that wild card real talk okay and then we'll kind of go through each team here for the last little bit of the show and all right, all right. we'll let's go talk about AFC. why they're awesome or why they suck okay we'll go through the <laughs> AFC first because that's the first one on my list yeah for sure to talk about yeah um so we have New England at one yep we got Baltimore at two okay uh, Houston right now sitting at the three spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City's at the four spot. Yep. They're both seven and four, so that could mm-hmm. flip mm-hmm. on a dime. Right. Uh, Buffalo's the best seeded wild card at nine and three at five. Pittsburgh right now at the playoffs are today <laughs> will get the six seed. Six and five. While following Oakland is seven, Indianapolis eight, Tennessee nine. That all have six and five. Right. So it's four teams. Oh, ten. Or five teams because Cleveland's five and six with the second easiest schedule in the NFL. So those are about the five teams that are right. fighting for the sixth right. seed, which isn't really bad because they'll lose the first. Right. Anyway. Well, like, let's just go right from the top, right? New uh, England, New England, they're contenders, right? They Obviously, contenders. they're the they're the they're the epitome of what every NFL franchise wants to be. Yep. Uh, Baltimore contenders, clearly. 100%. Defense, Lamar's going nuts right now. Uh, let's do it. I want to talk about Lamar more next week, though. I want to talk about him. Uh, okay. Let's talk H- Houston. Houston. Houston's the first question mark for me. Okay. Um, I don't know JJ Watts out. Right. Yeah. Um. You don't have clown anymore. The defense is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um. Deshaun's fantastic. He, mm-hmm. He's clearly keeping that team afloat. Um. Do you think they're? Do you think they have enough to win the division? I think they do, just because the Colts. Every time it seems like they're going to gain some momentum, they get hurt again. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I think they'll win the division. I think yeah. they'll be the three or four seed going yeah. in. Mm-hmm. I just. I think they're more of a pretender Super yeah, Bowl I, yeah, aspect. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because Absolutely. I don't think. I don't, I, think they have, can, I don't think they have enough. I don't think they can match up at all with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I think Baltimore runs circles around them. Mm-hmm. And New England, I feel like they match up with, but then again, it's just New England, yeah. so it's going to be Bill hard O'Brien, to overcome that. Bill O'Brien poops himself a little bit when he sees yeah. Belichick cross that. All right, so we're going to say uh, Houston's a pretender. pretender. Okay, Kansas City. City. I'm going to say they're a contender because <sighs> you have Patrick Mahomes and that explosive offense. Yeah. They can score 35 on a dime if they really have to. Mm-hmm. And I think against New England, that will really be beneficial because – they're off. I don't know if the Patriots can score thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Balt- but they play Baltimore. I think that's tougher because that's a much easier to get to thirty-five with Baltimore than yep. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So I think Kansas City is all on matchup. But I'm going to say they're a contender. I'm going to say they're a contender with a little bit of an asterisk because that defense is still abysmal. Yeah. Um. And I, I give them as a contender as much as like right. Oklahoma and college football is a contender. Right. right. Like yeah. they go. I just so they much. just they scare me a little bit defensively because I feel like once again they're you know. You know, when they played New England last year, it was like, okay, who's going to get a stop? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. nobody did wind up getting that stop. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's interesting to see. Uh, I'm going to say they're a contender, though, because like you said, that offense, man. I mean, yeah, if you're putting up still. 50, you can put up 50. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, 9-3, and three, they're at the 5 seed. I'm going to say, 
That's the problem. I'm going to say they are a pretender, but I will say this. Buffalo is made to travel. They run the ball effectively. They have very good defense, right? Uh, Sean McDermott does not get enough credit for what they're doing in Buffalo. I think this was a statement win for them against the Cowboys a little bit. Um, I just don't think that they have enough on either side of the ball. They don't have enough true playmaking ability Mm -hmm. to go – Oh yeah, we're gonna go to New England and beat New England, or we can go to Buffalo. And beat I think Buffalo. I think if you're that's look, tough. I think they could beat Houston though. I think if you look at potential upsets, yeah, I think they could beat Houston, right? But I don't think they're gonna they're good enough to beat a top tier, right? AFC and team. I don't think they can even beat Kansas City because I think Kansas City at the end would just have too much. much. Yeah. yeah, so I, much. Mean, I would say like they're a pretender as far as Super Bowl goes, but if this is the trend for Buffalo, you yeah. got to be really yeah. really excited if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. If Josh Allen can turn. Into just a, a bit of above average thrower. I, I, you really, you really got something beautiful yeah. there. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna jump to What's the it? Browns. Okay. Because I don't think either. I think the Browns are gonna make the six seed. You think so? As it shakes out. As sure. it shakes out. I um, still think they're a pretender, though. I, I, I do. Yeah, I, I think they're a pretender. I will I, throw this out. I think any team that's a six seed in the AFC is a pretender. Yeah, for sure. I don't yeah. think there's a true. So let's lump those together real quick. So we got Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Oakland, Oakland, Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, I don't think any of them. I Pittsburgh. The fact that Mike Tomlin was on the hot seat going into the season. The fact that they are six and five with no AB, no Bell, no Roethlisberger. They're, they're running with a third string quarterback right now because Rudolph is meh. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they are doing what they are doing. Is extremely impressive. Yeah. Extreme. I don't like the Steelers. I can't stand Pittsburgh. But that is a great job by Mike Tomlin and that coaching staff to get them where they need to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Oakland. I think. Nope. Ha- I think Oakland has the best chance to make the sixth seed mm-hmm. if it's not Cleveland. Mm-hmm. However, I just I think they lose to Kansas City yep. or Houston. And I think Indy is too banged up. On Indy's the whole. too banged up. Tennessee doesn't have enough. And Cleveland's that team, but without Miles Garrett now. Ain't happen. Ain't they're happen. not. They're right. not winning road Let's games. Let's go to the NFC. So now we're gonna head to NFC, which is most. It's more uh, fun. It's more fun. More for fun. Sure. I think there's a very definitive six teams besides. Yeah. I think maybe. this is. I think this is a hard six. If yeah. if we're being honest right. here, uh, just look so at standings San right Fran, now. Pretender, or contender. Uh, I'm going. Oh, man, this is tough. This frustrates me. I'm going to say contender, but. That pains me to say it, and I don't think they get it done for two reasons. Number one, you're really, really young. You have not been in that big game situation, really. Um, And two, your weakness is your quarterback, and it's the most important position in the biggest of times. You need your quarterback to come up and play big. I don't trust Garoppolo to do yeah. that. And and, and that's, that's me completely just going and saying, if I look at San Francisco, I say that defensive line is phenomenal. That allows them to play press coverage. It allows their safeties to ball hawk. Their run game is really, really good. But Seattle showed a blueprint a little bit on how to do it. Make Garoppolo throw the football. If you take away the quick slants, you take away the quick throws, right, the one, two, three throw, you take that away and you force Garoppolo to sit back there and pick you apart, yeah. he can't. He has not shown the propensity so far this season to get it done. Yep. Uh, ask me in two weeks because they play the Ravens and Saints on the road the next mm-hmm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. So ask me in two weeks. Yeah, that, and ball, I'll let that you Baltimore know game because is going to be fun I know. to watch. Give yeah. me an hour. Um, <laughs> Uh, New Orleans. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that I think that they are. I think this is. I will say this is my caveat though. Similar to the Lakers 
and how the Lakers are playing right now, where I said at the beginning of the year, if they don't get it done this year, I don't know if they ever get it done with this iteration. I, I think the Saints are This that. is this team. It better be now. Yeah. It better be now because you've run out of stuff now. Like, you don't got nothing else. You yeah. can only reinvent the wheel so many times. Drew Brees playing out of his mind right now, trying to get it done. Kamara, Michael Thomas is an MVP candidate. He ain't winning the MVP, folks. Um, but the fact that he's even in that conversation shows you how dominant they can be offensively. And that defense is underrated but is good. Not great, but good enough that makes enough big plays to where they can get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% contender. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay. No. I, I, I'd say pretender. And, th- and here's why. In all honesty, that defense isn't good. That defense is not good. Everyone wants to talk about uh, Preston Smith and their additions on the defensive side of the ball, but Green Bay has they can't cover. They can't cover anybody, guys. Like I don't, I don't. And Aaron Rodgers, that offense ain't humming like it used to. Like let's be clear here. I don't think Green Bay. I don't think people are people are looking at Green Bay. They're saying, "Oh, they got Aaron Rodgers. That's great." But if we're looking through rose-colored glasses, everybody looks good in, in that, you know. But in this side, I don't think they can beat New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I don't think – I don't. And San Fran just showed they can't beat San Fran. Yeah. They beat the living dog crap out of those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are you – they're weird for me, but they're a pretender because I don't think the, the addition similar to the Lions where the Lions made a lot of additions on the defense side of the ball that aren't really paying it off right now, similar to the Packers, they're playing well. Good regular season team. They've always been a good regular season yeah. team. I think if they match up with the right team, you can make it far. But I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. If they play Minnesota, yeah, if they play. <laughs> like if you get if you get Minnesota, then like Dallas back to back weeks or something. Then then then, then we're talking. Yeah, then you're then in the NFC Championship. That's game. what I mean. But, absolutely. But if you're pulling off Seattle and then New Orleans, you're probably getting bounced in one of those two games. Yep, absolutely. Um. Okay. So for the four seed, we have a little tight competition here. So we have Philly and Dallas. One it's of Philly. them, one it's of Philly. them doesn't make the playoffs. The other right. one will be the fourth seed. Right. So you have Philly. I, I'd say Philly's going to get it done. Dallas is going to self destruct here pretty quickly. I feel like I, I, I 100% th- this, agree. This Dallas team is way too talented, and I think that's why you're going to see Jason Garrett get fired, and you're going to see. I that, once again, we talked about this to begin the year. If Dallas wasn't going to get it done, I don't know if you get it done any other year because yeah. you've got this is the year. You yeah. paid certain guys. Dak's coming up. You, you just paid Zeke. You're not going to pay Amari Cooper. You're probably going to lose Byron Murphy. You may. I mean, you got you paid Jalen Smith, but Van Der Esch is going to come up in two years. You don't have enough money to go around anymore. Yeah. And you drafted really, really well, and you're going to let it slip right through your fingers again yeah. because of that. So, so no, they're pretenders for me. So, absolutely. So Dallas pretender, Eagles pretender too. Too many, too many injuries. Carson Wentz ain't Carson Wentz right now. Okay. Straight up. Uh, Seattle. What's your thoughts on Wentz right now, too? I think, he looks, I think he looks terrible. Oh, yeah. He ter- I mean, he's not helped with, the, like, no receiver or health, healthy yeah. right now in Philadelphia, but he looks rough. Yeah. Like, he's a average at best quarterback right yeah, now. Yeah, people are trying to, like, compare Dak and, like, see who's better. I'm like, they're both just bad. They're both, they're both the same. Yeah. They're both just – here. if this is the line for good quarterback play, right – Here's where they're at. No, right but, in the middle. I think here's the question of say like Stafford gets hurt and we got one of the two, who do you take? Out of those two? I'd take Wentz. I'm gonna say Wentz, but that's a I mean, yes, Wentz. I think just overall I think he's just a better quarterback than Dak Yeah, that's is. what I mean. Okay. Better arm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's Absolutely. better. Okay, Seattle. 
I think contender. Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. The fact that they are the five seed right now is hilarious to me because San Fran's playing out of their mind right now. Seattle, I'm just hoping. Seattle is a contender for one freaking reason. Two words: Russell Space Wilson. This guy is playing out of his mind right now. And I am a guy who was not a Russell Wilson guy coming out of school. I thought he'd be okay game manager, but he is playing out of his freaking mind. Those last three seasons, he has completely carried the Seahawks. Um, they are a contender. However, I think if they run up against like the Saints, I think if they run up against the Saints, who is my favorite in the NFC right now, yeah. I think it's going to be real tough. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I think it's going to be really tough. Really right. tough defensively to stop them. Their secondary is good. Not great, and I feel like they'd have to play great to beat. I think the one thing that Seattle has going for them is they've won like eight games by like five points or less. Yeah, they're really used to that tight situation. Used to okay, we're down two. How do we win this game? Kind of thing, Mm -hmm. or we're up two or three or something. How can we maintain this kind of thing? Like they're good at that portion. If there is a guy right now in the NSC, I'm giving the ball to with a minute left and one timeout. It's it's Russell Wilson every single time. Every single time. I think it's him and Brady and everybody else, and it's not even close right now. As far as if if I need a game, yeah. If if it's the Super Bowl. Who do I How would you say about LeBron James in basketball? Like, you need that one game yeah, to if, just yeah, go nuts right, and right. do your Out of thing. anybody in the league. Doesn't matter how good Durant's playing. Doesn't matter how good Kawhi plays. Doesn't matter. No. Yeah. One, one game, game, game seven, everything's on the table. Who am I taking? And I'm taking LeBron. And in this case, I'm taking Russell Wilson. I'll take Russell Wilson. Every single time. Even though how much I I would I would trust Brady. Oh, I would definitely trust Brady, too. Like, if like if you had first pick and I had second pick, we're not upset with our decisions in, no. that, in that scenario. Yeah. So, anyway, all right. Last, last team is Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota's weird. I'm going to say pretender, but I want to say contender because even if they don't win the division, I think it relies upon matchup, number one. But they run the football really, really, really well. I think our YouTube oh, I think our YouTube just went out. Ah, that's okay. All right, that's fine. Okay. If you're listening to the podcast, it's fine. But um, in all honesty, right, I do think that Minnesota, they run the ball so well. Mm. Dalvin Cook is a Beast. I mean, an absolute tank. And that defense is back on form. They're not as dominant as years past, but I think overall, I think they're doing more because the offense is finally able to put out some points, so I think they're more deadly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The problem, once again, going back to the quarterback situation, can Kirk Cousins get it done? Yeah. I've never I've never seen it. I've never seen it done before. Yep. So I don't I don't know if I have that faith that Kirk Cousins can get it done. I don't know how you feel about Minnesota. They're a weird team for me. That uh, I like the way they're built, but I if, if Russell Wilson was on Minnesota, they'd be undefeated. Yeah, for me. <laughs> uh, I, you yeah, know what I mean? Literally. Like, legit. I think, I think they're the same for the Niners, where I just go, like, I just think the quarterback's the weakness. Yeah. And I just go, mm-hmm. if it comes down to, like, a minute left, one time out, and I have Kirk Cousins throwing, I go, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like, I'm coin like, flip at yeah. best. Coin flip at coin best. Coin flip. So yeah. that's, that's And I think the thing. way they match up, right? Like, if they play, like, if it was San Fran versus Minnesota, let's just say, for yeah. instance, right? San Fran's going to win that game. Yeah. I think they're just be- they're better running the football, I think they, and I, I think they're I, a better I think, defense. I think San Fran's Minnesota, but a better version. Yep, that's that's, that's a, that is a great that is a great comparison. Absolutely. All right, do you think uh, there's a possibility that the Rams as a seven sneaks into a wild card situation? No, I don't. I, no, I don't. I really, really don't. Um, okay. I, I think that it's a two team race in that division right now. With I mean, San Fran. I really think the six, besides the four seed, which mm-hmm. is Dallas Eagles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who are both tied right has now, has a chance. I think. Yeah. I think. I think the six is basically set right now. Yep. Uh, there's possibilities of like 
Green Bay and Minnesota flipping, or San Fran and Minnesota, or uh, San Fran and Seattle, Seattle. flipping. Right. Um, Isn't that amazing that, how you can go from a one to a five? Just that or fast. a two to a six? Right. Like, that's crazy. Like one to one game. Me. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I do not think that uh, the NFC. I think is kind of set, but I really think it's a two-team race in the NFC. In my humble opinion, I think right? it's New, Orleans, think it's and New Orleans and Seattle. Absolutely. Um, but and, and honestly, I think. A lot of people are really quick to anoint these new quarterbacks. This is what I want to talk about next week with Lamar Jackson and his rise to prominence here. But a lot of people are really quick to name these other teams, just like they are quick to name quarterbacks. Like, okay, new wave of quarterbacks is here. Out with the old, out with Brady, out with Breeze, out with Roethlisberger. Let's talk about Lamar and Baker and all these guys. And, you know, not to throw those guys all in the same bucket, but the point being is that San Fran's got this one year where they're, they're just phenomenal, right? All the pieces, the high draft picks, everything are coming together. But – we we got to see it. You know what I mean? When the lights are on brightest, right? When I need that game, when I need that drive, you know, AFC Championship game against the Chiefs, you get one shot at it, and yeah. Brady goes down the field and they score. Has three big third down throws, and that's what you want. Yeah. Right? I don't know if Garoppolo can make that throw. Yeah. I don't know if Cousins makes that throw. I don't know, you know, it, you know. That's why you're seeing now with the Rams and that big regression. It's like, all right, the book's out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So very, very interested to see. If you had to pick a Super Bowl winner right now, or a Super Bowl favorite, I should say, oh. who's your team right oh, now? Oh, I'm picking Seattle. I know. You've been, on the, train I, all, you've been I, on the train all day. I've been all on the day. train for seven years Yeah, now, so. right. I think, I think they realistically can get it done, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just, like, mm-hmm. fanboy pick. I'm like, yeah. I think there's not a team in the NFC that they can't beat. Nope. And that's Absolutely. how I look at it. Absolutely. Like, I think... I think, like, Baltimore, I don't think there's a team that, like, realistically, like, I think Baltimore could get all the way. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, I could see a path where they could beat every team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. It's just there could be that one game where Brady's better or that one game where Kansas City's or, better. Or for whatever reason, he just can't. He or just he just can't get up. that throw or yep. something. Yep. But I think Seattle, I look, I go down the five teams and I go, you can beat them. Yep. You can beat them. Yep. You can beat them. Okay, yep. Seattle's there. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how absolutely. I look at it. It's very, very, who's very. Your, who's your favorite? I, I, I'm, I'm going to say New England until, okay. until, until Brady. Uh, so, and, and here's why, though. In all honesty, outside of that, I, you know, but in and, and all honesty, right, I've, I don't remember the last time that New England's lost to the same team twice. Yeah. No, you know what I, I mean? Agree. Like, in all honesty, right? Like, if, if nuts to bolts, right, if I give Belichick – the now Ravens, lo- right, give like the Ravens again. Or something. Right, give the Ravens, give them to the Ravens again, right, right now. And I go, if I need to trust one guy to yeah. figure out a solution to contain, not to stop, but to contain Lamar to make enough, to get his team to make enough plays, I'm trusting Belichick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I could be way off. They blow him out by 30. No idea, sure. right? That offense don't look right. The offense didn't look right last year. You know what I mean? Every year until it's it's the same with Michigan Ohio State to kind of put this nice little bow on there. Until it happens, I'm not going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Until somebody can tell me that they just went through New England and beat New England straight up, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting though. I would I'm I'm loving these bet matchups coming up for the Niners yeah. though. These next couple games for the Niners yes. are going to be really really. I got to get like 30 minutes. This I know. I know. Right. All right. Let's wrap this stuff up. That's going to be it for episode 53 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. For the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.